0: Father Bernie told a story about the time he married a man to his dead fiancé, but that came later in the bus journey. The bus journey was strange, different, both the bus and the journey. How old is it? It's
1: uh, 46 years old.
0: Chris Duffy showed me the bus. And ordinary people would call this a
1: London bus. Is that right or what's the correct way of describing it? Mm, no, it's a Leyland PD2, which is a half caps, a double decker.
0: I'm sure if you've never seen any of these buses, you've seen pictures of them. The back is open with a platform and a pole for passengers to grab onto. The stairs are at the back of the bus, and they come right down onto the platform, which leads straight onto the road whizzing past, which is a bit scary if you're coming down the stairs before your stop. We used to have these in Ireland. When I was going to school, the thing was that if you missed the bus, you could run around the corner. Yeah. This is in the city. Yeah. And as the bus slows to go around the corner, you, you could... come.
1: Deck on. Is that the correct term? That's the correct term.
0: Oh, we used to have so much fun. You'd yeah. almost want to miss the yeah. bus because you'd have an excuse to grab onto this thing That's and right. off you go. And can you imagine health and <clears> safety now? You know, <laughs> fellas are twelve years of age
1: flying down the road like this.
0: Do you have yeah. a bell? On? Yeah, yes. Can have a listen. How did you get into it?
1: I, I was born in Salford and I, I loved Salford buses. They were always immaculate, and I just loved the sound of Gardner engines and things. And uh, it went from there. Then I I learnt to drive them and uh, driven them ever since.
0: We're on the outskirts of Manchester, near the airport. This is in a small industrial park near Chris's house. The story here is that Chris's son, Tim, is about to get married in Ireland in Galway, and Chris is going to bring some of the guests to the wedding on this old bus.
1: What kind of nick was it in when you bought it? It wasn't too bad. It's been worked on in the workshops probably the last three weeks, and I just hope it makes it to Galway.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a long way to push it. Have you warned the AA in Ireland (laughs) that they may be be getting a call for one of their little (laughs) yellow vans? (laughs)
1: Can you fix this, please? Chris
0: has just sold his car dealership, but he has plans for his retirement. And how many... This is the only one you have, is it? No. Oh, silly question. How
1: many do you have? Um, 22. You
0: have 22 double-decker buses? No, no. Uh,
1: I've got three double-deckers, and the rest are single-deckers.
0: All right. Are Quite you normal, a, you know. Is it? Yeah, yes! <laughs> are you launching a takeover bid or something like that on the quiet?
1: What, what we're actually going to do is um, we're going to start to small heritage bus service around the Peak District with old vehicles such as this, where Americans, tourists and what have you come on the modern coaches and we'll take them around the Peak District on something like this.
2: Does
0: your wife share your passion? No. Do, does she make it known that she doesn't share your passion?
1: <laughs> <laughs> she thinks you, yes, I, I should be committed.
3: Just like when I'm at school. This is Hollywood. Standing guard over
0: me. Chris's wife Eileen is back at their house. She's a retired religion teacher. Don't tell me you were trying to teach teenagers religion, really. I certainly was. Getting 11 all to the 16. Lip and all the hard questions and, uh, Of course. Of I never course. asked to be baptised. Exactly. Oh, was well, it?
3: Exactly. Well, <laughs> your you mother you? told you to eat greens, so she does the best for you, so you get baptised as well. Did you? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> very good. But you didn't tell me, tell me about this trip. Where, where did the idea come from?
3: This is because Chris loves his buses. Okay. And we took a bus up to Edinburgh for our friend's wedding a couple of years ago. And as soon as Tim said they were getting married in Galway, it was a grand idea. And we all like doing silly things because we're such silly, dumb people.
0: Eileen was due to travel on the bus to Ireland, but she got some bad news.
3: I'm, I can't go because I've, had breast, I've got breast cancer and I've had an operation. And then I've got um, a very bad infection in the wound. So I've been hospitalised okay. and I've got a very big open wound. And the nurse felt, and I have to have it dressed every day. Right. And the nurse felt that um, the ferry would be too rocky for me, basically, and it, too tiring for me. Because I've got to have go after you've all gone, I'm off to the doctors to get it dressed. Then there's nurses waiting for me in Dublin to do it tomorrow and over okay. the weekend and what have you, you know?
0: When did you find out about that?
3: Just four weeks ago. It's been horrendous, Ronan, because it all happens so quick, because I didn't have a lump. I was, it was found as a result of a routine mammogram that they do as preventative medicine. Yes. And okay. I didn't feel ill. So it's come as a big, big shock. And then, of course, they were pulling a face saying, I couldn't get to the wedding. Because then all I wanted to do, when I got over the shock of that, and I have got to have further surgery as well. OK. And they said, oh, well, the state of this wound was such that she thought, only a week and a half ago, no go for the wedding. So I've been up and down. Okay. And poor old Tim and Vanessa, I think it's been extra trouble for them because they got to arrange the nurses for me over in Ireland and what okay. have you, you know?
0: And did you have a thought about telling them or not? About pretending all the way through the wedding that everything was okay?
3: No, we couldn't do that. Simply because I was in such shock when I got the recall letter that I did say to people, oh, I've been recalled. And then everybody was saying, oh, well, you know, it's nothing. It will come to nothing. Mm. And I believed them. So then they followed me through, and, and Tim, Tim got cross because I didn't tell Tim at first, and then he he got uppity with me and said, "Did he not think that he was his son and he had a right to know?"
0: But you're trying to protect the mm. run up to the wedding and all exactly. that. Exactly.
3: But he got uppity and then he got hurt. So, so then they followed it through, and to an extent, it's taken it's, you know it's been stressful for them, but it's yeah. given them another dimension.
0: Yes. And are you scared, or how's it going, or how do you are you prayerful, no. or how are you feeling?
3: I am worried because I was convinced that they said to me, oh, 90% of women uh, that get recalled, there's nothing wrong. So I went along thinking I'm in that 90%, but I'm not. I'm in the 10%. So it's all going pear-shaped. But please God, I'll be all right, but you know.
0: And you've a room in there. Your front room is full of cards. I
3: know. Aren't people wonderful?
0: I just think that's such a testimony, isn't it, amazing? You've All these get well cards and we're thinking I of you. No.
3: Know! It's just wonderful, yeah. isn't it? I have been supported is by this raft of... Yes, that's why I've left them up. Good. Because it is. I have bad days and I worry. And then I look at all those cards and each one of them is love, isn't it?
1: Yeah.
3: And I think, God, people are wonderful. But they're praying worse. for me, they're praying for me at school. I can't pray for myself. I cannot pray for myself. Why not? I don't know. I cannot pray for myself, Roman. Isn't it awful? Do you know, I haven't said one prayer for myself. So Even it's all though this began. you kind
0: of think I have a value and I'm a mother and I'm a...
3: I can't pray for myself. I'm
0: good for people and...
3: I can't pray. So I need everybody else's prayers. Right. And I've been so grateful for them because I can't pray for myself. I can't do it, it's silly.
0: What's your madness? If Chris's madness is the busses, what's your madness? Do you have an obsession that?
3: I don't. I'm a very boring person. I read a lot. I just read. And I'm a very boring person.
0: Right. <laughs> Tell me this, does he have bus festivals and events? Oh, there is! And do you go to them?
3: Yes, occasionally. (laughs) In the interest of keeping my marriage alive. (laughs) Are you going now?
0: Yes. Some of the guests to travel on the bus have arrived. Beverly is one. She goes to the bus bus gatherings with Eileen, and she always brings a camera.
1: Well, there are some interesting characters... At these uh, shows and I'd just like to single them out and watch them and take photos. A lot of them actually wear the uniform of the buses, the peak caps, the, the old jackets, okay, okay. Uh, that sort of thing. Other characters we've seen are almost cowboy type, Cuban heels and Stetson type hat. Do they? <laughs> yes, yes.
0: At the bus gatherings?
1: Yep, we've, we've seen them all. Yes.
0: What are you doing? Bringing English beer over to Ireland?
1: <laughs> it's actually Australian ginger beer. So there Isn't you go. Oh, all
2: right. Will I take these bags in, Graham?
3: Is my hat box on? Thank yes. oh, God for that. Yeah, your
2: hat box is good. I want my hat and okay. shoes. Nothing okay. else.
3: Now just watch that so sit on this.
0: Among the other bus passengers are Eileen's sister Una That's
3: the dress, so be careful And their
0: brother Bernard
2: Have you got your tickets please? I'll Let's have your tickets please I'll do, I'll
3: do
0: He's a missionary priest and hasn't seen Eileen <laughs> since she got the news of her cancer
3: Just come and the do, this, window. Bloody do the sympathy bit please <laughs> <laughs> what, you seen? Oh you're looking I'm terrific I'm looking good aren't <laughs> I mean? You are, yeah. <laughs> no. oh, you are <laughs> You should <go> like that <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. I Eileen,
0: did you I ever guess. have to do this thing of being late for the bus or later? Did you ever have, have to run? We and did when jump? we
3: were little. Deck on. Deck on. we called loved it. Yeah. Well, I it. Our mother, she'd been in town with mum buying shoes and it had a fallout, a big fallout and Eileen storms on ahead, jumps on the bus and my mum was very tiny and she got as far as this, got her hand on this the bus moved off and she couldn't get her legs on her little legs were going <laughs> like she was with propellers and running through the Manchester route. the boots sparks were flying and she couldn't let go because she'd have gone under the bus
0: and were you thinking bad thoughts or blast you for her and I'm saying, come on
3: mum, come on mum and oh, she's there, going like the clapper she was, a little legs running like sparks flying, oh, <laughs> oh, flying. She, oh, oh, yes, oh, she couldn't, oh, yeah, couldn't yeah. get on the bus and I'm saying, come <laughs> on mum and got all the guard oh the bus is Standing up in the end. Come on, jump! <laughs> 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 oh, sure <laughs> What's morning.
0: in the picnic?
2: Well, somebody told me quail's eggs, but right. we've got ham sandwiches. <laughs> Very boring.
0: <laughs> the other guests are also retirees, picnic. friends of Chris and Eileen. As well, I oh,
2: see. absolutely! Liquid picnic. They got more
3: picnic Sorry. stuff. Maria and Gareth, Beverly and Graham. What else? Crystal, we've even got plates and strawberries.
0: Oh my goodness. Why why does it sound smoother now than it did earlier on when it started? It's
1: just warmed up now. It's It's just a bit lumpy when it's
0: cold. And when they were running them in the, the bus stations, did they have to leave them run for a while to warm
1: up? Yes. And fill the place up with smoke. That is the other thing, the smell of smoke.
2: Beautiful, isn't it?
0: You can see a picture of the bus on the Flux page on the Radio 1 section of RTE.ie. It's mostly blue, a sort of duck egg blue. Then there's a wide band of cream around the downstairs windows, and between the blue and the cream is a trim of maroon. Inside are signs: "No spitting," "Please do not put your feet on the panels." There are old advertisements for bus travel in Lancashire on Sundays, and promising prison terms for fare dodgers.
3: Oh, well, I will see you in Dublin. Right. See you in Dublin. See ya. You. yourself. Oh, here we go.
0: An hour or so into the journey, it's time to break out the picnic. Father Bernard has beer from the Far East. What's the beer you have? Burmese beer. My Burmese beer.
2: Yeah, when were you I in Burma? To a party about three or four years ago.
0: Bernard is going to marry his nephew Tim to Thank his, his fiancée Vanessa you. Barrett from can't Foxford can't in County Mayo. This wedding is special for Bernard. It. It's the first it's time he's married of, uh, family despite the fact that he's married
2: hundreds of couples. I think my, ma- my maximum was 23 couples at the same mass.
0: You, st- you used to marry, do mass weddings in, in, oh, yeah. in the
2: Philippines? We, we had a policy of no specials. Because of the poverty of the people, we wouldn't encourage families who had money to get special uh, treatment on weddings. So all the Colombian parishes had a policy of no specials. And have you done any unusual weddings? Um, I've, done, I've had my first share of things. I, I, interesting thing, but maybe myself, I'll tell you the one. But it started off in a conversation between priests here at home about weddings, you see. And this priest, Father Paddy O'Mani, he's a Cork priest, but he was in this very famous parish in Birmingham called Our Lady of the Wayside. We were at this meeting one time and I'm sharing and stuff, and Paddy said, Oh, you know what? He said, lads, I did a wedding last year, he said, when the bride actually said no. And we said, what? When it came to the uh, the rite of marriage, and I asked her, do you, Mary, take Tommy here to be your lawful wedded husband? She says, no. So he says to her, "Uh, did you understand the question? She said, I did. See, I'll repeat it. Did you, Mary, take Tom here to be your lawful... She says, no. So he did the sensible thing and took them off to the sacristy. And it turns out they've been under so much social pressure about the wedding and the reception and all this... But they never actually sat down and said, why the hell are we getting married? And when it came to it, she suddenly felt, I don't think I love this fella enough to say yes. But in actual fact, the happy ending is that 12 months later, they were married, the two of them, so he tells me, in less public circumstances, you know. So they had to go ahead with the reception and all the rest of it. So this next priest said... Well, he said, no, he said, I'll tell you what, he said, I didn't have that, he said, but well, I'll tell you what I had. He said, I had a, a situation, he says, where the bride lost her knickers. We well, he said, what? He said, in the middle of the, uh, the marriage ceremony, the elastic broke under the girls, and they fell down. So he said, I thought I handled it very well, he said. I called, I called over the chief bridesmaid, and I said, listen, bring the flowers with you, dear you know the what the bouquet whatever it is so he, she came over and he says now listen dear your friend here has, has a slight accident what I want you to do is to drop the flowers on the floor and you dear turning to the bride he said step out of the offending article yeah. and then you dear dear the chief bridesmaid sweep them up he says sweep them up good man himself <laughs> which it, it all went great he says really? "We well, went to the sacristy and the necessary repairs were done And nobody knew anything about it. And he said he got a lovely letter off her a week or so after the wedding, thanking him for saving the day. You know, obviously he did, you know. Quick thinking. So I said, Right. I said, I actually, in the Philippines, I actually married a couple, being very dramatic, where one of the partners was dead. And I said, what? I said it was in, in in Mindanao, and the guy was in the Philippine army, and the girl was pregnant. The girl had a, a, a miscarriage whilst she was away, and uh, she lost so much blood that she died herself. And of course the lad then went, as they say in Philippine, on the boutons here, he went a bit crazy. He felt if he'd have been there, it wouldn't have happened, and all this, you know, blamed himself. And So when we came to the funeral, he was in a right old state. They brought him in, and he, he was tied up with ropes. He had ropes around him, and he was frothing at the mouth and all this stuff. And in in many in the Philippines the, the custom is the coffin has a little window at the top of the coffin where you can actually see the deceased. You see. So I said, I think to myself, I well, think might help this situation. Bring him out. So they brought this lad out, and I got the book out for the right of marriage, and we have two rings which we used to all used to all couples, you know, and a few coins, which is the thing. And I I said to him, Francasio, I'm going to uh, we're going to marry you now to Maria, whilst we're here. So I actually went through the rite of marriage with him and he said, do you tear, take crank, SEO? I put your hand on the coffin, we put the ring on his finger, splashed him with holy water and uh, they took him back to the seat, you know. Now I'm not saying it was a, a dramatic uh, change, you know. Right. But you certainly... were. calmed was, down. Oh, he calmed yeah. down a lot, yeah. yeah. So I felt, oh well, that was certainly something. So this priest says, you didn't really marry them, did you? I said, did I bloody hell marry them? <laughs> When I says pastorally I felt it was uh, appropriate to do to do that, you know. (laughs) So that was my unusual wedding. If that's an unusual wedding, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You're listening to Flux with Ronan Kelly. In this programme, Chris Duffy's wedding bus. It's a 1959 Leyland double-decker with an open platform at the back and he's taking it from Manchester to Spittle for his son's wedding. Down through England, into Wales, across North Wales to Anglesey. There, Chris stops at a motorway services stop.
1: Has this got an alternator on it? No, it's, a, it's, it's dynamo. It's dynamo. Yeah. And he's so approached in the car park the by Colin and Blake, a
0: truck driver it, 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 and his it. helper.
1: That's when right. we stopped car racing, we had a tiger cub with Arrington body up and door was midships, yeah. sliding door midships. It's quite nice inside. Do you again? Safe. Watch the wind. Can
2: you just give us a push
1: now? Watch the wind.
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: Chris, where's that that man's accent from?
1: Colin. Is it Stoke-on-Trent. Is it? Aye. He's a potter. You
0: drove a bus when you were a student, is that right? Were you a college student, a university student? College student. And then when you came out of college, did you drive a bus full-time or did you go into business?
1: No, I went to work for a company called Westool. So I worked during the day and then moonlighted at night on buses. Did you? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) And then at weekends I would go and drive for National Express. Which was a coach company. Which was the express coach company.
0: And did the people in the factory know that you were a bus
1: driver outside no. of us? No, 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 no. There, there was one time I was a, a general manager of a, of a reasonable-sized Ford dealership in Manchester. And uh, I set off on a Saturday morning to uh, to go to London. Um, and one of the painters out of the workshop was on the bus. <laughs> that was a bit embarrassing. And
0: well, he did a double take. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was obviously party. You had a vocation. You were like Bernie. You had a vocation for that. Yeah.
1: There was nothing nicer than being in the outside lane with a coach doing 80-odd miles an hour. It was fantastic fun.
0: Was there a danger? Or no, was it, it was not? perfectly
1: safe. Everybody just got out of your way. It was a power thing, though. It was it? a power thing. <laughs> 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 no. But uh, No, it was good fun. And do you miss having a radio up the front or anything no, like that? No, it's no. quite quite nice just listening to the engine and not thinking about anything. Okay, hmm.
0: it's all very zen up the front, isn't it? It's You're lovely. Kind of zoned out <laughs> <you>. <laughs> Holly Head and the Stenna Line check-in.
1: It's going to be a bit bumpy, but other than that, it's, it's all right.
0: After check-in, it's time for Stenna security guards to check out the veteran bus.
3: Hello. Do you fancy decking on? <laughs> oh, isn't this great? It's What's fantastic. It? So where have you all come from? Manchester.
2: Oh, really? Oh, you little rascals! Oh, no. So where's the bride and groom upstairs? No, 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 they're, they're, right. they're over there already.
3: Oh, are they? Yes. Yes. Can we go and have a look? Yes. yes. Thank you.
2: Well, it's very
1: nostalgic. It is lovely, isn't it? It's isn't it is.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yes. But uh, it's yeah.
0: lovely. What a wonderful memory. job
2: on it. No, <laughs> what? All secret. Arthur's going to be coming in now. Oh, just make sure that the
0: gentleman there with the bus is here. Yeah. Chris's bus is the first vehicle to be loaded onto the ship.
2: Hello ladies and gentlemen, this is Captain Richard Davis speaking. Welcome aboard the Stenad Adventure today for the
0: scheduled 14.30 sailing to Dublin. Loading operations are now complete. All our watertight doors and shell doors are closed. We have our engines ready now and we'll be leaving the berth very shortly.
2: Expect the time on the crossing. will be around 3 hours and 15 minutes. ETA to Dublin this evening...
0: The trip across Ireland was slow. The bus goes between 30 and 40 miles an hour. Too fast for an old lady in Meath who thought it was a regular bus and tried to stop it. But too slow for the traffic on the one lane athlone bypass. End of the journey the church in Spiddle.
1: Excuse me, can I ask
3: where to start going inside, please?
0: The bus is parked outside and all the guests safely delivered.
3: Are you taking your wife in, Chris?
0: Including Chris's wife and mother of the groom, Eileen.
3: I feel great.
0: It's a lovely day? Are you excited about the day? Yes. Finally, the bride, Vanessa, arrives.
1: Let's go a little bit closer to each other, guys. All that now, guys. That's
0: it. Pictures with that's her it. father and the Look, bridesmaids. Go, that's it, that's it.
1: That's
0: the one. And of course, one decking on the bus. Now, Vanessa, straight down the lens at me. That's it. That's it. Perfect. Good woman. That's the programme. You can write to Flux on flux.rte.ie. That's flux.rte.ie. Or to myself, Ronan Kelly, RTE Radio 1, RTE Dublin 4.
2: I Vanessa, I, Vanessa. Take you, Tim. Take you, Tim, As my husband. As my husband. For better or worse. For better for worse. For richer for poorer. richer for poorer. In sickness and in health. In sickness
3: and in health.
2: All the days of our life.
3: All the days of our life.
2: What God joins together, humankind must not separate. May the Lord confirm the consent that you have given and enrich you with his blessing. Amen. Amen.